Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Amy Zander with Zedia Media, and she also likes to call herself the marketing mobstress. Amy, how you doing? I'm doing great today, Tim. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course, of course. No, thanks for coming on. We're excited to hear about your dreams and goals and how we can help. So if you could start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Sure. So I live in Michigan near the Capitol and it's snowing right now outside. That's insane. And so, yeah, <laughs> I love snow. I love the winter. So it doesn't bother me. It's exciting for me. I like to ski. So um, I run a marketing digital agency here in Lansing and we focus on helping people with their brand first and then their social media marketing. And we also help people launch their own podcasts. So that's exciting. That's one of my favorite things to do. But I have owned five businesses in my lifetime. So I kind of call myself a serial entrepreneur. I started in high school with a house cleaning business to, to make money for college. And then when I was in college, I had a paper writing and editing business kind of before you could just go on the internet and buy a paper. Uh, I kind of did that on the down low, <laughs> but I made money doing that. And then my husband and I ran a hunting lodge in northern Michigan for about six years where we had our kids and then we had little kids and that got a little bit insane. So we moved back to Lansing to open a brewery in 2008. That was a really bad time to try to start a business because of the economy. So that didn't kind of work out. But then I opened a coffee shop bakery, had that for a couple years and sold it. And then I started ZD Media, which I've been doing for about seven years. So in all of that to say, I loved the marketing part of it and the talking to people and the promoting the business part of any of those businesses that I was involved in. And so that's kind of where I landed on marketing. I did get a degree in journalism. So writing has always been a huge passion of mine. And so it was an easy change to make to marketing. All righty. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. So for fun, I love to camp and hike and bike ride. And I like to bake a lot now that I don't own a bakery. It's more fun for me to do it for fun. And I have teenagers, so we do a lot of fun things with them, play games, and it's nice to go camping with them and get them away from their screens and their friends and stuff like that. So that's what I like to do for fun. Do you guys have any board games that you want to mention right now that you guys play as a family? Yes, there is a game that we call called Chronology. And it is, so I am not a history buff at all. It's really hard for me to like memorize dates and when things happened. But this game is really fun because you get cards with dates and events in history and you have to line them up in order. Basically, you have to make a timeline. And so sometimes it's really easy because there'll be like hundreds of years in between the two dates that you're trying to figure out. Did this happen before or after that? Um, but it's really fun and, um, it really, I'm amazed at how much my kids know about history. Actually, when we play that game, they're, they're very, very knowledgeable about that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I have never played that game, but it sounds like a fun game. I'm yeah. also not a history buff. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your motivation in life, what gets you up and keeps you going, and why entrepreneurship for all these years? Yeah, so I always say now that I would make a terrible employee at this point because I've worked for myself for so long that it would be really hard for me to have to punch a clock and have somebody else tell me what to do. <laughs> um, but I, I really, you know, truth be told, I really like to say I own a business. I'm a business owner. That's I get a lot of joy in saying that and building something. I also get a lot of joy in providing jobs and income for other people. So I have an amazing team that I work with. And I work with contractors as well and other marketing agencies that do things that I don't do, like videos and things like that. And I get a lot of joy out of collaborating with them. And I just, I like giving people money. <laughs> it makes me happy to provide jobs. So that's, uh, that's one thing. And then the other thing that uh, I do is I really support local art. We have a great local art community in Lansing. And my company gives money quarterly to a artist group called the Artist Umbrella. They're kind of like a vaudeville act show once a month. They have a stage and it's not quite an open mic because they, they, they know ahead of time that they're performing, but it's a way for new and upcoming performance artists to kind of get their feet wet, get some stage experience. And then there's also painters that sit on the sides of the stage and they paint pictures during the show. And then those shows are auctioned off. And I never walk away from a show without one of those paintings that I buy. So I have my houses being filled up with local art paintings, which is amazing. My daughter's a local artist. She's actually going to be one of the featured artists in the December show. So that's really exciting. And my life goal and dream is to say at the end of my life that I gave a million dollars to the arts. So whether I, I don't think it's going to be in like one of those cool, fancy giant checks for a million dollars, that would be cool. But I'm doing it very slowly by donating every quarter, buying local art, supporting local artists. And next year in 2022, my company's collaborating with that artist umbrella group to create a artist boot camp where we're going to have a series of classes for artists so they can learn how to market themselves better and to make a business in their art because I really want to dispel the whole notion of starving artists. It's crap. doesn't have to be true. And you can make money uh, doing what you love. So we're going to have a series of classes, you know, with, with marketing, public speaking, negotiating sales, some accounting, things like that, so that they can really truly make a business out of their passion. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, awesome. Let's jump into your dreams and goals now. Tell us a little bit about dreams for your business, goals for your life, and just vision for both of those things. Sure. Thank you. So my personal one is world travel. Of course, I've never been to Europe before. We were supposed to go last year. We have friends that live in Berlin, Germany, and we had a big trip planned and it didn't happen because of, you know, all the craziness in the world. But I'll get there someday. And I've been uh, traveling around the U.S. quite a bit. I really like to travel and it's funny. I always have my marketing and branding hat on wherever I go. And so it's fun for me to go to other cities and different things and see how people brand and market their companies and their things that they do. So I really enjoy that. Um, and so that's good. And I'm really just excited. My, my daughter's a junior and my son is a freshman in high school. And I'm really excited to see where their journeys take them as well. They're very 
bright, talented kids, and it is, it'll be very exciting to, for me to see what they do. And I hope they get to travel in their adult life too, and maybe take their mom along with them. So that would be fun. So yeah, um, yeah and so, yeah. So and for my business, I am uh, putting on a marketing summit in May of 2022 in person, God willing. Um, and it's going to be of one, a whole day of lots of different marketing professionals that are coming to give presentations. Um, I'll be the keynote speaker talking about my brand philosophy, which is brand archetypes. And then there'll be 16 other presentations and prizes and collaboration. And there's never been a marketing summit like that in the Lansing area. So I'm excited to pull that off and hopefully it'll become an annual thing. So that's really exciting. That's a that's a huge goal for me in, in 2022. It's kind of feels like it's right around the corner, really, in May. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so that's that's a huge undertaking. Uh, my team's been amazing helping me support that. So uh, it'll be really fun, and I'm I'm really excited. I can't decide if I'm really smart or really stupid to put all of my local competitors in one room together, but it, it's awesome because I collaborate with so many of them and they bring so much to the table, things that I don't do. And it'll, it'll be a good fun. It'll be a party. So I'm excited. Yeah. For the record, yeah. I think it is really, really smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like to joke about it, but um, yeah, it is. And, and, in putting this together and reaching out to a lot of marketing agencies to see if they want to participate, I've gotten to know a lot more marketing people in the area, which is good. Yep. And it's just going to be, it's just going to be really fun. And I was really excited about how excited they were about the opportunity too. So I know that there's a need for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I love that. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to touch on? Yeah, so I have this dream of world domination for branding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I use a brand philosophy called brand archetypes. It's not new. I didn't invent it, but it isn't as widely used in marketing as I would like. And the reason I really love this philosophy is that it takes this giant concept of marketing that can be quite a burden to business owners because they are busy doing their business. They don't always or really very rarely have time to worry about their marketing, but it's a huge piece of something that all businesses need to do. They need to market. So usually what happens is they will you know, say, okay, we've got to do this social media thing. And then maybe we need a billboard and maybe they'll do a radio commercial or whatever. And so one time it's funny, another time it's serious. And, and maybe they'll put out a brochure that's like super informational with all these facts and figures. But what the problem with that is, is that this message is all over the place. There's no consistent message all the time. And what most people think branding is, is your logo, your tagline, your colors, maybe your catchphrase. And that's not your branding. Sorry, folks. That's not what branding is coming from a branding professional. What your brand, <laughs> what your brand is, is the emotional connection that you're making with your clients. So, and you can't have all the emotions and all the feels, right? You just, you can't, that's too much. Again, your brand will be all over the place. So if you use brand archetypes, there are 12 archetypes that have been, you know, set in stone kind of um, by people like Carl Jung and different philosophers and things like that. And the reason that these 12 are the 12 is because they exist in all cultures on earth 
and everybody on the planet understands them in the exact same way. And they all have a particular emotion connected to them. So if I were to say to you, Tim, tell me some words to describe a mother. What would you use? Loving. Yeah, sure. Loving, caring, supportive, that kind of stuff. And I believe that if I asked anybody on the planet in their language that same question, they would have the same kind of words, right? So that's very, very powerful. So if a business adopted the mother archetype, then everything that they did in their branding would be about being caring, supportive, loving, evoking that nurturing, protective feeling you get from a mother. So they wouldn't be funny. They wouldn't be super um, inundating people with facts and figures and stuff like that. That would be more the guru. That's all about, you know all that facts and science. So it takes this huge concept of marketing and puts it down into this one very simple concept. So then all you have to ask yourself anytime you create anything in your marketing is, is this mother enough? Is this on the message of the mother? Are we being caring? Are we being supportive? Are we focusing on our customer service? Are we being trustworthy? And there's certain pictures and words and you know video and music that you would use to go along with all that. And you would already know what that is because we all know what a mother is so you don't have to be a marketing genius to understand your archetype and it's very very easy to explain it to your entire team so that everybody is on the same page right so yeah so why i say world dominance is because if every business out there did this their marketing challenge would become very simple and much more powerful because to be an archetype You have to be universally understood, powerful, and evoke an emotion. And isn't that what we want all of our brands to be? So, um, yeah, so there's 12 archetypes. There's the mother, the hero, the magician, the guru, the neighbor, the lover, the outlaw, which is my archetype for my business, Um, uh, the innocent or the angel, sometimes it's called. And I'm calling myself out now because I can't remember all off the top of my head. Um, I do know them. I can't remember what I already said. But if you go to brandarchetypes.com, which is one of my websites, you can learn about all of them. And there is a free questionnaire on that website that you can take. It's about 90 some questions. And uh, it will list all the archetypes in order based on your answers. So that's usually the first step in trying to figure out your archetype. And then what we do with, if there's like a team of people, um, like a business and there's like all the the corner office people or the decision makers, then we'll get them in a room and we do a two hour brand discovery session where we do, it's like um, brainstorming. We throw a whole bunch of words on the board, you know, color categories and move them around that kind of thing. And at the end of those two hours, the archetype pretty much reveals itself almost every time. It's pretty magical. And, um, So I really enjoy doing that. And it's kind of like one of those super aha moments with people when they they're like, oh, yes, this is our archetype. And usually it's pretty close to something that they've already kind of been doing, just maybe not, um, you know, consistently. And so then after they figure out their archetype, then we go back and look at, okay, what's the name of your business, your logo, your colors, the words you're using. And then we kind of bring all of that into alignment into the archetype. And then now all of a sudden they have this super powerful, consistent brand. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love it. So I guess my follow-up question to that is with having them take the test and have that discovery of the archetype, are you picking your archetype based on who you are as a business owner or who your client is? 
not your client, you. So that's a really good question. So what's important to you, right? So for instance, um, for me in the culture of my business, we are the outlaw archetype. So if you think about businesses like Apple, Harley Davidson, people like that, um, that do things very differently and outside the box. So, and I like to bend rules. I'm kind of sweary. I'm a little edgy. Um, and so, but <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping it toned down here for you, Tim, but, um, but, but the emotion that I'm, that I'm going after is freedom. So if you think about like Robin Hood, he was an outlaw and he had freedom, but he was an, I'm not robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. That's not what I'm doing. But, um, but what I want my clients to feel is freedom from the burden of marketing. So we're taking on their marketing and their branding. We're helping them and we're providing a very easy so that they can then go concentrate on what they need to concentrate on. So I'm, I'm everything I do is focused on evoking that feeling of being free from your marketing responsibilities. And so that's what my marketing is all centered around. And, and so if you think about it, so some people think, oh, well, isn't it really limiting if you, if you pick an archetype? So you have to do just doing that. And I'm like, it can be, but it can also be really freeing because that's the only thing that you need to focus on. You don't have to ask yourself a bazillion questions anymore. When you go to create a marketing piece, you just have to say, is this mother enough? Is this outlaw enough? Are we conveying the message that we're trying to convey? And then everything becomes very simple. Yeah. So, yeah. One of the questions that people ask me is, um, so I'm this kind of business. I'm in that kind of industry. What archetype should I be? And my answer is always, I'm never going to tell you what archetype you should be. I'm going to help lead you to that discovery yourself. But the caveat to that is there are definitely industries that lean towards certain archetypes. So if you think about the guru or the sage, and that's like very informative. You trust this person because they know what they're doing. They're credentialed. They have the experience, the wisdom, and it's usually kind of a lot of facts and figures. So like lawyers tend to gravitate towards that. If you think about like lawyers and their suits sitting in front of a bookcase with the scales of justice and they're all like, trust us with your case, you know? So, um, so my, my only thing to be would be like, if you are in an industry where it's predominantly um, dominated by a particular archetype, don't pick that archetype because you want to stand out. You want to be really different than what everybody else is doing. That's the only thing that I, that I would ever tell anybody to be or not be a particular archetype. That would be, be my advice. So, and then another question people ask me is, well, does it work differently between like a personal brand and a business brand? No, it doesn't. Um, Obviously, if you're going to be a personal brand, you want your archetype has to be fairly close to your personality or it's just going to be too hard. So, for instance, there's the jester archetype, which is really funny and brash and bold. And, you know, we all know those brands, um, but it's hard to be funny all the time. And you, you don't want to be just kind of funny. You know, we've all seen those commercials where we're like, <laughs> I think that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> right. But it's not really. And so that's really hard. So my business mentor who really taught me a lot about brand archetypes is the jester all day long everything that comes out of his mouth is funny quirky he's like the king of bad dad jokes and he nails it every time and his business is the jester but i couldn't do that i couldn't pull that off it's too it, to me that seems exhausting so you know you don't want to pick something that is just too far out of reach of your personality um and you work with a lot of real estate agents right uh, yeah, I used to. I don't as much anymore. 
I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just made a lot of changes really quickly in my life. So having okay. everything. Yeah. But you know that world, right? So, yes. so the thing, the thing about there's a lot of real estate agents and they're all working in one agency. So you have the agency brand, but then the agents themselves are kind of like their own little businesses and they need to distinguish themselves between the other agents and the parent company. So brand archetypes is a really good way to do that. I've actually worked with several different uh, real estate agents um, and agencies talking about that and how they can differentiate themselves between each other and the parent company and, and make themselves stand out. So that's, it's kind of a, um, a unique industry in that way that I like, I've worked with a lot of agents. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can definitely see how this would apply for real estate agents and the ones who do it well are the high performers. So yeah, absolutely. One of my very good friends, Kelly Garrett is a real estate agent in the Lansing area and she is the real estate matchmaker and that's her name. That's her logo, everything. And she, she, so she would be the lover archetype. And <clears throat> she talks about how it has to be a good match, not just you know, the, the home buyer or seller has to like her, but she also has to like them, you know, it's gotta be a good match you know, both, both ways. And that that's her thing. And she's one of the top agents in the area. So she's, she's kind of killing it and everybody knows her, the matchmaker, you know, when she walks into the room, it's really cool. She's done a very good job branding herself. And I can't take credit for that. She did that all on her own. <laughs> I didn't help her. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. That's awesome. Well, if there were one or two people that you can meet right now, and these people could be either a specific person or a, uh, you know, just general type of person characteristics. So yeah. one or two people you could meet right now, and they would help you take the next step towards your dreams of goals of world domination for branding, or like <laughs> really like securing that marketing summit and making it how you want it to be. Who would these people be and how would they help you? Yeah. So the first person I would say is Kara Swisher. She runs the podcast Sway. And I think she is phenomenal. I think she is one of the best interviewers that I've ever heard. And I would really love to meet her and talk to her about how she gets her ideas for interviewing. She's very edgy. She asks the hard questions in a very respectful way. And I just really have a lot of respect for her. And she's got a crazy huge audience. Um, she's it's she's a New York Times um she works for the New York times and then the, they produce her podcast. So I just, I would love to meet her. And then the other person will be Brene Brown. I really get a lot of uh, joy and information and just, she's, she just is amazing how she can be so uh, transparent herself. So uh, those two, those two women are idols of mine. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I've heard Brene's Brene Brown's, uh, name a lot on the podcast, but I've never consumed any of her content. So I'm going to have to. Yeah. She's written some really good books. She's got a really great podcast and, and she's edgy like me. So I relate to her. So, um, yeah, she talks a lot about, uh, bravery and vulnerability and she backs everything up that she does with science too, like studies and things like that. So it's, it's not just her talking, you know, there's a lot of, um, basis in what she's saying. So yeah. I love it. What's the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? Yeah. So I wouldn't get anything done if I didn't use time blocking. 
So it's really important to me, especially as a business owner, because I don't have anybody standing over my shoulder telling me what to do every day and how to do it and when to do it and all that stuff. And it's just me. And so if you are, if you are not controlling your schedule and you're not controlling how you spend your time every single day, um, you can't get your stuff done. So I, I time block. I have uh, specific times set for each client that I work on. I have times set aside for self-care. I have holes open in my schedule for when things come up. I mean, I can always fill them with stuff to do, but I, I don't schedule every single minute, every, every single day. I leave big holes so that when a client calls or a friend calls and says, hey, you want to do lunch or whatever? I'm like, yes, I can. Um, so that that is really, really important for me. And then also um, self-care, doing something for myself every day. Gotcha. Gotcha. Love that. Love that. And if they wanted to help you put on that marketing, say just somebody listening to this podcast wanted to help you put on that marketing summit or dominate the marketing world how would they help <laughs> yeah so you could go to zediamedia.com that's z-e-e-d-i-a-m-e-d-i-a.com and there's all the information on there about the summit there's we have sponsorships we have a few speakers um holes available for people and if you just want to find out about that i also have a podcast on there where my co-host and I interview local Lansing business owners, just about kind of like what you're doing right here. And then also brandarchetypes.com is my other website. That's all about the brand archetypes I talked about earlier. There's also a podcast on there that I, um, a weekly podcast, we talk about marketing stuff. And um, I would just love to help anybody who is interested in the brand archetypes and wants to make their marketing life easier. The first step would be to go ahead and take that free questionnaire and then give me a, you know, give me a shout out and we can go and talk about your results and take the next step from there. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Well, now we're going to jump into our thriving three. And our first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. My favorite podcast right now is Kara Swisher's Sway. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. And I guess I have a selfish follow-up question. What is the best marketing book you've ever read? The best marketing book. Whew. Well, um, I do like Simon Sinek's Find Your Why. Or I think I'm not sure that's the exact title. Something about your why. That's a really good book. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is it Find Your Why or is it? I think it's Find one. Your Why. There's another one about leadership. Why. So it's not the leadership one. It's the one about the why. The why. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 Oh yeah, start with why maybe. Yes, that's it. That sounds right. <laughs> yes. Sorry, Simon. We know it has why in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think he got his message across. What he wanted yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> awesome. Well, what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I know you said that's important for you. It is very important. So I get regular massage and chiropractic care. So that's one of the things that I do curious have you ever had like the v-strap thing where they put it around your neck and they kind of yank no i haven't i've actually talked to my chiropractor about that and and because you know i'm always like well, well what do you guys do what do you use at home and stuff like that and i haven't actually done that but he he kind of does that to me every week when i go in there <laughs> anyway he grabs my head and you know pops so. it and stuff. yeah yeah <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to really dominate the marketing world with brand archetypes? 
Yeah. So uh, one of the things I've been doing is what I'm doing right now, being a guest on podcasts, talking about brand archetypes, spreading the word. Like I said, world domination. I have to get the word out there. And I love podcasting and talking to people and meeting people like you, Tim, and doing that kind of thing. So um, I have a lot of things I can say about marketing and brand archetypes or just entrepreneurship in general. I'm by no means an expert on that, but I have had some experience and uh, I just love talking about this stuff and I love helping business owners. I mean, business ownership and is a passion of mine. Clearly it's what I've done my whole adult life and helping other businesses get started. And if I can just be a small part of helping them do that and, and get their marketing straight, um, I feel like I've won. Um, so yeah, it means a lot to me. I love that. I love that. Um, Tell us about, you talked about this a little bit with brand archetypes, like we're already doing a bit of what our brand archetype is, but maybe we're not as consistent. Tell us about the power of consistency, not specifically within brand archetypes, but like within life in general for success. And tell us a bit about how you stay consistent as a business owner. Sure. That's a really good point. So in, in marketing, obviously consistency is good because you want to send the same message out. You don't want to be all over the place, but in life, um, it really comes down to, you know, being consistent and being really clear about where you want to be and what your goals are. So I was actually just talking to my husband last night about this. Cause I just did my goal setting session for 2022 with my business coach and, uh, she's amazing. Lisa Fisher, business coach, just a little plug. Um, but I, every Friday I ha I write her an email about what I accomplished for the week, what my goals are for the next week, any problems that I had, um, or things that I'm concerned about. And then, you know, she writes me back, talks to me about, you know, things, points things out, reminds me of things. She's really good at reminding me of like, you're doing it, you're good, you know, cause as a business owner, again, you don't have anyone to answer for or answer to and and you don't always know exactly what the next steps are or what to do. So having a business coach is really key and having goals, written down goals that you look at every single day. I have them hanging right in front of me right now. I'm looking at them right now as I talk to you and I look at them every day and it's really important. I think it's good to have goals, but when you write them down and put timelines on them, they are much more, um, they have a much more, you have a better chance of making them happen, I should say. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, I have one last question for you. Okay. And it requires a bit of pretext. So you know how there are okay. people on the planet who have, um, you know, a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help, not willing to accept change. Sometimes they go through their whole life like that and they die like that. Other times they change to a growth mindset, willing to accept help, willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? probably hardship something that happened to them where they didn't really have a choice in accepting change or you know they just they couldn't do it on their own anymore or they had like a huge life realization usually it's negative doesn't always have to be something negative or hard but but usually that's what it is i think gotcha so just curious what do you say about the people who experience extreme hardship and never change. I don't know if that's possible. I'm not sure that I've I've met somebody like that. I, from my own experience, I can't 
I can't say that I know of an instance of that. I think people, some people change dramatically and some people change quietly. You know, it's more of an internal thing, but I, I don't think that's possible as a human. Gotcha. Maybe if you're a psychopath, maybe if you're a psychopath, but I don't know about that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So would you say, like, for example, the people who are like um, addicted to like negative thoughts, negative community, like negative uh, habits, would you say those people just haven't experienced enough hardship to get to the point of change yet? No, I think that would be unfair to say that because I don't ever want to um, judge somebody else's and, and hardship is this huge, broad thing, right? I mean, we've all experienced hardship and we've all experienced trauma at different levels. And, and so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say that. Um, and also sometimes hardship and trauma causes people to be negative. Um, and maybe not forever, you know, for a brief period of time, I think we've all kind of experienced that as well. But I did also want to say too, I think, having the curiosity about yourself and wanting to always do self-improvement, whether it's physical self-improvement, going to the gym, losing weight, or mental self-improvement, going to therapy, reading books, understanding, really digging down, really getting clear about what you want, who you are, I think is a big difference between people who are truly happy and people who aren't. So, and, and I've always been really curious about myself and other people. I mean, I started off as a journalist and I just like love to ask a lot of questions for people. I'm that's one of my trademarks, I think, is I'm always asking questions of people um, and, and myself. And I am always looking to improve myself and become a better human. And I think when when you do that and when you focus on that, it it takes um, it takes your it just it changes your focus to being a little bit more positive and looking. I want to get better instead of why is everything sucking right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. for sure. Do you have any, so say there are some people out there listening to this who have people around them that um, maybe they want to help spark curiosity or they want to spark curiosity in themselves and just don't have it. What would you say to those people? I would just say really start asking a lot of questions. Like if you know somebody who is, is down or stuck or whatever, I would just start asking questions like, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? What was the worst thing that happened to you this week? What do you like the most about your job? What's the hardest thing about your job? If money wasn't an issue, what would you do with your time? What would what kind of job would you have? I mean, I ask people this these kinds of things all the time. Even my closest friends, I'm going to ask the same questions all the time. Like, hey, what happened to you today? What was the funniest thing that happened to you today? And just get them outside their own head and, and start thinking about the possibilities. And, and I, one of the things that's really frustrating to me is just people that are super negative, like you talk to them and they're like, um, kind of like, let's say a 14 year old teenage boy can tell, and I'm talking from experience with my son. Um, but you know, I, they're, you know, like I think this age, this time period, I'm like, you know, he's all upset because he doesn't have any friends to eat with at lunch and whatever. And I'm like, well, why don't you talk to your guidance counselor? Oh no, I can't change my schedule. Okay. Well, maybe you can meet friends. Oh no, I don't like anybody. And it's just like everything you say to them is just like a negative answer back to them. And, and that's so frustrating because I, I just don't operate that way. I operate with like, there's always a solution. We can always figure this out. Um, you know, and I, I'll try anything usually, even if it's the wrong thing, just to be trying something instead of stagnant, um, which has gotten me in trouble sometimes. Um, you know, a little bit too enthusiastic about things. Um, but I just think being, being really curious about other people and their lives and everybody wants to be 
heard and understood and listened to, even the super negative people in your life. So just listen to them, ask them questions, get them to open up, and then maybe they'll they'll start to see the potential. And also, I think being an example, just living living your life, living living the positiveness can rub off on people too. Awesome. I love it. Well, Amy, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, I don't know. I just, I just really hope that everybody out there who has a dream, um, you know, don't let the imposter syndrome get you down. Um, it's, it's a thing we all deal with it. I know. Um, and I want, can I leave you with like a little story, little advice? Is that Go okay? All right. So any business owner, entrepreneur, artist, creator, anybody out there who thinks that they really want to do something, but they're not sure. And they're not sure if they're good enough. Just remember the zero to 100 rule. So I will use myself as an example. If take everything there is in the world to know about marketing. So zero is obviously, you know, nothing. And 100 is, you know, everything in the world there is to know about marketing. And then, or if, if whatever you're doing, real estate, painting, whatever. So if you say to yourself, okay, where would I put myself on that scale? So for me, I would probably put myself on that scale somewhere around 60, right? Because I know all the things I, you know, I don't know and want to still know about marketing, but my clients would probably put me at like 80, 90, because I'm their marketing expert and their marketing professional. And I know so much more about marketing than they do. So if you ever start to feel that imposter syndrome, do that, do that scale. Where would I put myself? Where would my clients and customers put me? All you have to know is a little bit more than somebody else to sell them something, right? To be the expert. You don't have to know everything, just a little bit more than they do. And that will help you with your imposter syndrome. Love it. There we go. <laughs> well, awesome. If you guys are listening to this and you loved what Amy had to say, make sure to reach out to her. Also, if you know somebody or you yourself are interested in brand archetypes, make sure to go take her free questionnaire and then make that connection. And Amy, is there anything else that you want to promote, say, oh, the marketing event? This is what I wanted to get to. May 2022, make sure to share it. And if you know any speakers that want to jump on, have them contact Amy for sure. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And as we always ask, can you guys send this show to one to two, potentially three people that you know need to hear this message? Shoot us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.